Hello, and welcome to the More Than Moves podcast, where we explore all the different things that we can do together as an elders quorum beyond helping people move. I'm here with Greg Blotter, and we actually have a special episode where Daniel is joining us as well. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But Greg, since a lot of people may be new to the ward with boundary changes and so on, uh, maybe you can just briefly introduce yourself. I have been in this ward, Cuesta Park Ward and its predecessors, Heritage Oaks Ward, ever since I left the Young Adult Singles Ward. I've lived in this ward for my entire marriage, raised my family in this ward, and it's definitely home for us. So you and Daniel had a recent adventure, and that in, involved a vehicle called a Ranchero. Some of our older members, I don't know, some of the car enthusiasts within the ward may be familiar with this car, but Daniel, what is a Ranchero for people who are not familiar? It's kind of a mix of a regular car and a pickup truck. So it sort of has the, the first half is sort of just a regular car, but then it also has the bed of a pickup as well. And how is it that you guys became the proud owners of this iconic car? Well, Daniel previously has been driving to high school what we call the nanny car. It's a uh, 2006 Toyota Corolla, gutless and generic, and nothing that a teenage boy can take pride in, and we did that on purpose so that he would uh, not feel tempted to go out and race it around corners and impress girls. Uh, that's the kind of car that never impresses girls. And uh, we were lamenting the fact that Daniel has no game at home. And so I said, well, we need to fix that. As a joke, really, I went on eBay and dug up the 1979 Ford Ranchero that was midway through its auction, still had four days left on the auction, and just to uh, kind of have fun with my kids, I put in a bid on it. And I thought, there's four other bidders. There's four days left in this auction. There's no way I'm going to get that car. And four days later, no one else had bid on it, and I still had the high bid. And so we became the proud owners of 79 Ford Ranchero at $6,600. And so, Daniel, when your dad first showed you this listing, did he bid on it before or after he showed you the listing? He showed it to me before he put in the bid, and he was, and he just said to me, Daniel, how would you like to have this car? And I, and, and I knew it was a joke, and I was just like, oh, that would be sick. And I was just, but I knew I, I knew I wouldn't get it. And then I watched him put in the bid, and I, and, and I was just like, wow, you're, you're actually going to put in a bid. And he was just like, yeah, but don't take it too seriously. I'm going to get outbid pretty soon. All right, so clearly it was meant to be for you guys to be <laughs> the owners of this car now and for Daniel to up his game substantially in the process. And so where was this car, though? The car belonged to an older gentleman who had passed away, and his son inherited the car, and it was in Denver, Colorado. So when we won the bid, when we won the auction, we had to make travel arrangements to go out to Denver so we could drive it home. Fortunately, I have a brother-in-law who lives in Denver, and he went out and picked up the car for us, checked it out, made sure that it was roadworthy. Then we flew out, I think, three weekends ago to uh, drive it home. And Daniel, what was your first impressions when you saw the car live? It was totally jaw-dropping. I saw it and I was just like, no way, that's mine. I, like, I, I was super hyped to see it. I thought it was really cool. I mean, and I, and I knew that it, it'll take a lot to take care of, but it's a task that I'm willing to take. 
All right, and so car is in Denver. You guys fly out. It now needs to get home. How did it get home? What did that look like, and, and we, what was the experience along the way? We spent three days driving at home. Made a stop in Salt Lake for the first night. Made a stop in Reno for the second night. And I got home on the third day. And everywhere we went, if we were gassing up the car or stopping for food or whatever, Ranchero drew attention. It drew praises and admirers, and uh, we got lots of positive comments about it. And uh, that's a long drive. So what did you guys, I mean, it's like sounds like prime father-son bonding time. So, Daniel, what did you guys do kind of along the way? Were you just talking the whole time? Were you listening to music? Were you doing other stuff? There was a little bit of everything, I guess. We had some good music sessions. We had some good talking sessions. And then we had some really great sleeping sessions, too. Daniel's a great DJ, actually. He has a wide variety of music that he likes to listen to. And so when he puts on a playlist, I never know what I'm going to get, but I always like it. The car air conditioning <laughs> doesn't work, right? At least right now, maybe it will. And so windows down the whole way, all that. Yep. And on the third day, especially when we entered California, the temperatures got pretty uncomfortable. And so when you got it home, Daniel, like what was the reaction that you got? So as I understand it, you get it home and the very next day you drove it to school, is that right? So yes, yes, that's that's exactly right. So the next morning, I first stop was the seminary and I had one friend that had already, I tried my best to sort of keep it keep it on the down low and like, I, did, I wanted to surprise everyone, but I had one friend that sort of heard that I was getting a new car and that's why I was why I was gone and I wasn't at church on uh, Sunday and so but he didn't know what car it was he had no all he knew was that I wasn't going to be driving my nanny car anymore and so on Tuesday in seminary as soon as he saw me walk through the door he just sort of whispered to me he was just like oh did you get a new car and I was just like well go outside and look so <laughs> Sure enough, he went outside and he saw it and he freaked out. And then when he came back inside, there were two of his friends were just like, oh, why'd you go outside? And he was just like, oh, Daniel got a new car. You should go out and look at it. So then two more people went outside to go look at it. And then when they came back in, then like two other people went outside to go look at it again. And so then at that point, people were just like, what is going on? Why is everyone leaving? And so then at the end of it, there were some people that were, I got compliments and they're just like, oh, no way, is that yours? And I proudly was just like, you already know. So Ranchero completely upended the seminary lesson that day. So that was too bad. But <laughs> After that, I drove it to school. And then after that, once again, I was getting a lot of compliments. I had another friend that called me in the middle class and she was just like, tell me this is your car. And I was just like, yep, it is. I went to go get my lunch out from my car and I went out and there were like three people who were like circled around it, like taking pictures. And when they saw me, they started asking me questions about it. So that was, that was a cool experience for sure. And what was it that captivated people's attention? Did they just feel like it was an unusual car in terms of the combo car, pickup truck, mashup or whatever? Or what do you think... Was so appealing to people. I think it's a little bit of everything there. It's a pretty vintage car for the most part. It's pretty classic. And so, I mean, that's it's definitely not a car that you see every day. And so when 
I mean, first time seeing a car like that in the, in the school parking lot, it definitely drew some attention. Even back in its day, Rancheros and the Chevy version of it, which was called the El Camino, were kind of unusual cars. And you don't even see that kind of vehicle in, on the road anymore. And so for Daniel's generation, I think it was the first time they'd ever seen a car like that. It was for me. The car is what year? What, what year was it made? 1979. All right. So the car is a little over 40 years old. And so I'm going to assume it's in pristine condition, no issues For $6,600, you can assume that it is not in pristine condition. Uh, it has 40 years worth of problems, and uh, my mechanic highlighted many of those for me when I took it in to have him look at it. In spite of the eBay ad, which claimed no rust whatsoever, uh, my mechanic showed me how it is indeed a rust bucket. And right now there are two big gaping holes in the floor pan. So when you're driving around, you can see the pavement underneath your feet. We have our work cut out for us. Uh, lots of father-son projects to uh, repair some of those kinds of problems. And have you done that kind of stuff together before? Or is this going to be new territory for the two of you? We've done it a little bit. I don't know a ton about cars, but I've sort of always wanted to learn a little bit more about them. They've always sort of intrigued me a little but i've never done it as much as i've wanted to and this is a multi-generational thing because when i was 16 years old my dad wisely or not uh, wanted to have a father-son bonding activity and so he went and got a 1968 oldsmobile cutlass out of a wrecking yard it had been in a rollover and together my dad and i rehabilitated that car and made it drivable and that's what i drove all through high school and college and so this is my chance to kind of pass down the generations, and Daniel and I are going to put this ranchero back together. And along the way, are there certain enhancements uh, that you guys are going to put in, or you got any grand plans, or is it mostly just to unrust bucket it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely just keeping it alive will be a project in its own, and making sure that runs smoothly enough, but... Yes, one upgrade that we're working on right now is uh, replacing the seats to uh, make it make it a bench seat. Uh, and I think right now it's got a, it's got seats that don't belong in that vehicle, and because they were not made for the vehicle, they don't slide all the way back. And Daniel's knees are in his face when he's driving the car because he's such a tall kid. And so we'll put the right seats in the car so that it's safe for him to drive, and we'll address a number of other little safety problems. And, and once we have the safety issues out of the way, we'll see if there's, there's time and money left over for it. But we have some really cool racing stripes that we saw on a different Ranchero that we might add to this one. And so, Daniel, maybe just one last question. Um, I'm not trying to create contention within the priest quorum, but between your ride and McKellar's ride, <laughs> just for the record, which one is cooler? Ooh. I don't know. The... Keller's got that nice old style Bronco with the top off and everything, but I don't know. He he was the one who was pretty surprised when he saw my car, and he was dying for me to give him a ride. So I don't know. I'll I'll leave I'll leave that for for. Well, I have one question. Does McKellar have a bench seat in the Bronco? He does not. Uh, well, I think right. that means I, Daniel's I people, got game. I guess people can draw their own conclusions <laughs> as to who has the superior ride. You know, hopefully people will get to see um, the Ranchero at church sometime or, 
you can come grab uh, either Greg or Daniel. I'm sure they'd be happy to tell you guys more about it. And take your uh, first spin. And maybe even, yeah, if you uh, ask nicely, maybe you can even have a ride in it. And uh, and then to the extent that you have this kind of skill set, maybe you can ad- even advise on uh, the project or help out. So um, thanks, guys, for being a part of this and really looking forward to uh, seeing Ranchero 2.0 when you guys are done with it.